to your potential. Inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. Hi, everybody. This is episode 26. Woo! And we're going to be talking about... Healing trauma, trauma. recentering yourself, trauma in the holidays. I was at an event last night, a singles event, and I said something to the women that I was around, and they're like, their eyes just went wide. Yes, yes. And there's so much going on. So we wanted to do an episode on this. But before we start, we just, I want to, we want to put out a disclaimer that we do not do therapy. We are not therapists. We're both coaches. This is coaching. If you have any serious issue that you really need some support with, please, you know, especially if it's, um, you know, something from the past that's, you know, or you have some mental illness issues or anything like that, please go to a therapist. Um, we're giving you coaching here. Yes. All right. I walked in today. <laughs> before I walked in, Sharon said to me, we're not talking about the puppies before we start. <laughs> so the first thing she did, she talks to me about this the puppies. Talked about so the puppies. share with me what happened, because this is trauma related. This, this is, is trauma related, and I hope this helps some people. I hope I hope we can put the story, you know, make people understand kind of what the whole process is. Um, most everybody knows, if you've listened to any of them, we had 10 puppies at my house. And normally around six weeks, puppies sell. Puppies start selling six to eight weeks. Usually by 10 weeks, you know, there's a couple stragglers at 11. Well, my puppies weren't selling and my puppies weren't selling. And so we're now six weeks past when my puppies should have been selling. A few of them sold, but I had still seven left in the garage. And um, I took Christmas pictures and in five days I sold five dogs. Wow. And had no clue that giving my babies that I've been Aww. attached to six weeks longer Aww. than I should have been. Um, I had no idea that it would be so emotional to hand over my babies to strangers. Yeah. You texted me this morning said, I don't know if I could do this. Right. <laughs> um, I know. I texted her. I'm like, maybe let's not talk about the puppies because by Saturday night when the last one left, I started crying. Sunday morning, I woke up at four in the morning and started crying. <laughs> And, you know, when you go through these kind of things, it's like your brain is on a runaway train. Yeah. You know, anxiety, traumas, things like this, all these triggers, the the triggers. Yes. And it's like you're on a runaway train. So I was just really in the thick of it yesterday. And I thought, I got to stop crying (laughs) before this runaway train thing happens. Right. So I'm like, I could have cried myself to sleep and, and, and just been a big baby about it all weekend. And I, and I thought, nope, I need to get up. So I stood up and then I looked down at my hands and I wash my hands all the time because I have puppies and they're dry and cracked. And I went, I'm going to get lotion for my hands. And I went and got lotion for my hands and oh my gosh, it felt good. And I, and it was orange and blossoms and smelled flowers good. and it smelled yeah. good. And I just soaked all felt that in. Good, smelled good. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that helps. And then I thought, oh, well, I need to get something done now. And so I looked around and the puppies had been in and they trashed the house. I'm like, nope, that's too big. I need to get something. Let's start small. small. One small thing. So I took the garbages out and I went outside and there was, you know, the air was chilly and crisp and I just sucked in the air for a minute. And then it's like, okay, I came back in the house and like, I'm going to be okay. We rerouted my runaway train before it got too out of control and we put it on a different track, you know? 
this is a great example of using your five senses to connect and ground yourself in this present moment. And I mean, you did it, the air, the smelling, the touching, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that. And you got yourself grounded. This is great. I love this. But I did it without really thinking. Because you were prepared. Because I was prepared. Because you knew what to do because ahead of time. Because you've strengthened mm-hmm. yourself over time and yes. you know what to do. You have skills so and it tools. So was, it was more second nature to do that than it was to just sit in it. Yeah. And I do talk about this with people a lot and so do you. And so it's it's easier to be aware. But having that, it, it was comforting, comforting, you know, for me to know that, oh, wow, I, I have these skills and it's become second nature. Yes. That's great. I love that example. Thanks for sharing, and I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you. So let's talk a little bit about what are the different types of traumas that might hit at the holidays. So many of us have families, and we're divorced, and there's splintering of families. There may be loneliness. Um, and so maybe you have an experience where you've you've grieved the loss of your marriage or your spouse or whatever, but then you come to an event on the holidays, which is a family event. Maybe your ex-spouse is with a new partner and you're in the setting with your kids and it just brings up a well of emotion and your kids maybe don't understand. Right. Well, it's a new picture. Right. The and old they picture think, we had to throw away and it's a new picture. Right. Well, and, and there's, the thing is that it's a grieving process Yes. and there's so much loss. There's a loss of what you thought you had. Yes. There's a lot of who, loss of who you thought you were. There's a loss of the kids that you raised and the, the things you thought you were going to be doing at this time, the retirement yes. you're going to go through. Oh, I mean, all the hopes and dreams. The hopes yes. and dreams. And they just come up sometimes in layers, even though maybe you've done a lot of your own healing work. And so these are things that can happen. Yes, the little, the holidays, little triggers at the holidays. The triggers. Yes. And um, another thing that happens, I know, Sharon, you've seen this a lot, where where you're feeling really lonely, you're with someone that you like and you're connected to, but you know it's never going to work, and you end right. up wanting to kiss them and be comforted. And, you know, that's a runaway train. Right? There, there's a the runaway train. Direction. Yeah, I'm going, yeah. yes. And that's the thing. A lot of people will attach themselves to the wrong person just so they aren't alone. Yeah. And we you talked know, about it, that it, last week on and the, it, yeah, on the cuffing season. Um, but it's a mistake. And I was telling Peggy earlier, I said, I get emails and I get texts from people who tell me it was the wrong person and I walked away and I'm so glad. And, you yeah. know, like, thank you. Thank you for, you know, turning me in right. that direction because you don't want to be with the wrong person. Right. You don't want to get too attached to the wrong person. Keeping your perspective, yes. which can be so hard when there's so much emotion and there's so much pressure, I think, this time of year. We put, we put so much expectation on what has to happen, what, what or, yeah, how it's supposed needs to, look. to look like, yeah. right? And um, so re- reframing that is really helpful, too. Um, anything else, you know, that you want to say about other kinds of trauma that might happen? I mean, it could be deaths that have happened at Christmas. Yes, it could be there's all sorts of things. There's you know, all not sorts just of little, yeah, little things, but it's part of the, it's, it's, well, it's part of the stories we tell ourselves. Yeah. I, c- I can use words like expectations and things, but you know, we tell ourselves stories of how it's supposed to be. And it doesn't always have to be that way. My husband died and we redid Christmas. We decided to do our own thing because he wasn't here. He was kind of a perfectionist. It had to be like the perfect day. And so we just made it a really casual day. We just reframed Christmas after he had died. And we're all okay with it. Yeah. And how do you reframe Christmas? So 
we just took everything that was supposed to be traditional and threw it out the window. Like we get up in the morning, we open gifts. Our one tradition, we usually have strawberry waffles. And then we eat all the crap that people have brought us all day. It's amazing that we're all <laughs> barfing by the end of the day. But we literally sit around and someone will have gotten a new movie or will Netflix and we watch movies and we sit in our wrapping paper usually. And I think if someone comes over, they need to know they're just going to wade through all our Christmas crap. And because, this is not the way it used to be. Oh, no. Our, it was picture perfect. My husband was such a perfectionist that the video camera was up before the kids could come downstairs and matching pajamas and. <laughs> And, you know, the Hallmark Christmas and one at a time and let's clean up the wrapping paper as we go. There was no mess. There was no nothing. And we just threw it all out the window. Yeah. So you are just, um, you are reframing, but you're, you're like, you're jolting that train back on the right track, right? You're, well, we're you're, ju- you're we're making it its own track. Right. You know, you're really. making its own yes. track. Right. Yes. You're like changing, changing that by physically doing different things. And doing what we want to do. And right. literally we will have people come over and go, oh, are you in the middle of presents? And we're like, no, have a seat, <laughs> you know, <laughs> move something and have a seat. You know, over the years we've just had visitors here and there and and it's just really funny. They're like, oh, wow, you know? And it's like, this is how we want to do it. Yeah, so I love that. Um, She's so like, I'm not coming over to your house on yeah, Christmas, no. <laughs> but, but I love that. So I want to kind of reframe this also. When, when things are like out of your control and you are in a situation where maybe there's some triggers happening and what do you do? And I want to talk a little bit about mindset. Yes. I would say the first thing to do is to prepare ahead of time. Yes. And we've talked about this before in different ways, but prepare ahead of time. I want you to think of our listeners. I want you to think of one thing that you can do to interrupt that runaway train in the moment, right? Just one baby step if something happens. I know breathing can help. Like Sharon Mm -hmm. went, oh, and put lotion on her hands. She smelled it. Um, Maybe it's a different thought. So I'm going to bring in some thinking things here as well. Okay. Um, Everything is working out perfectly. That might sound counterintuitive when you're in a trauma situation or you're in, in something that's really triggering you. Um, now if you're seriously in trauma, like you're in the, you're in the hypoarousal, which is the racing thoughts, rapid heart rate, anxiety, panic. You can't think clearly like your frontal lobe is just shut down. Or another is hypoarousal, which is depression, dissociation, fogginess, disconnect and numbing, disconnection, numbing out, those kinds of things. There there's some specifics that you really need to be doing. And if it's not that intense in this moment, like so many times, it's just this thinking thing that we deal with. Right. Uh, you know, I want to go back to gratitude because we just went through Thanksgiving. There's so much about gratitude then. But right. so many times when people think, what are you grateful for? What do you think of, Sharon? Oh, my kids, my home. Yeah, all these wonderful things. You know, yeah. And I we are commanded to, to yeah. be grateful in all, all things. things. And I love that. 
And so I would encourage you to think of it. This is the same space as thinking of things you're grateful for that are happening that you initially are not grateful for. Like you're not grateful for this trauma. You're not grateful that your ex is with their partner now in front of your kids and everybody's drinking, not the way you raised them or whatever it yes. might be. You're not, but I want you to, that space of, I am grateful for this, of just allowing yourself the possibility that there's a bigger picture here. Yes than what you can see, and that Heavenly Father is 100% aware of absolutely everything that's going on. So everything's turning out, everything's working out perfectly, <laughs> is, is something you can say, everything's working out perfectly, I don't understand right now, but, you know, and part of this is a self-awareness, is allowing yourself to go, okay, I'm feeling uncomfortable, right. I'm feeling really sad, whatever the emotions are. There's just so much going on in your brain when this is happening that going into a space of gratitude, even if it's for dish soap or windshield wipers or what the, the tiniest things that you can do that gratitude really does change your brain. Yeah, it you know, brings and I don't you more think, into a place of I don't openness. think people understand that gratitude really does change your brain. So when your brain's so busy, if you can get to a, a, a place of gratitude, if there's nothing else you can do, because there's also, you know, there's a different coping mechanisms. Walking. Walking is so good for, yes. for trauma, the way your arms and legs move. There's and, a lot of tools you can yes. use. Breathing is, is a great one. Um, we talked about the senses with Sharon, you, you getting, yes. you know, smell, get present in the room, yes. smell the food, feel smell the, air. the feel, yes. feel the air, um, just connect and with move. yourself yes. and be, have compassion on yourself in this moment. And that, that gratitude is part of having compassion on yourself, though everything's working out perfectly, rather than going to all the negative thoughts that might be, oh my gosh, my kids don't understand, or um, I'm, yes. I'm being blackballed, or yes. um, I'm terrible, or I never made this work right, or I've, I'm, I'm right. imperfect and God won't help me. And whatever those thoughts are, trying to interrupt those. And so some of the things we've talked about, there's a whole bunch of things that you can, that you can do with this, but um, it's kind of the same space of holding gratitude for what is that you don't understand. Right. And God has a bigger picture in mind. And so we need to just be completely present with that idea 24-7, yeah. honestly. Let's go back for a minute about how to prepare ahead of time. So... Well, I sorry. Go I'm ahead. Like, I'm just going to interrupt Peggy. Absolutely. Um, I was just going to say what worked for me isn't always going to work for someone else. And so that's where it, experimenting comes in. I'm going to I'm going to call it because it's it's not as easy as putting on lotion and taking out the garbage for everybody. That is true. You know? Thank you for bringing and that up. That is so I, I just I just wanted to put that in there that everybody needs to find, you know, what really works for them. You know, and luckily for me that worked for me. That was not a normal yeah. Usually I get up and move. I don't sit in the same spot. You know, I'll get up and move out of that spot and do something. But yeah, the lotion and, the, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does everybody know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. I get it. So one of the things I like to do is to stop and just recenter yourself in yourself. Take some breaths and ask yourself, what is the thought here that's causing this emotion? Feel in your body. What am I feeling? 
Maybe you don't know what you're feeling. Be aware. This is why strengthening yourself ahead of time, knowing yourself, knowing yes. your understanding what you feel like, what it feels like to feel sadness or pain. Oh, knowing your triggers sometimes. Knowing your knowing triggers. Knowing what triggers you is a good idea because you can remove yourself from that situation right. before it really is. It's just before walking, that train starts yeah, running away. You, yes. Just walking away can be that. But take a moment and think, what is the thought? What is the thought? That I'm thinking here that is creating so much distress. Right. And then is that thought true? And so we talked about, um, we'll talk about this in a moment about what sin is, but because I'm going to read some scriptures here that came to me this past weekend with what I'm going through right now, which is transition and um, being being present and not beating yourself up, not having to make judgments for everyone. I'm talking about, and I'm not talking about making, being clear on where boundaries need to be, like that kind of a judgment, but like holistic, oh, my life is terrible, and oh, right. he did this to my kids, and oh, you know, just the awfulizing stuff. If you can step back and just be aware of your thoughts and ask, just just start to question is this a true thought? Right. Is this right. real? And even, if you're am I just being negative? Yeah. That's a good thing to ask yourself. Are you just being negative? Because or what do I need right now? Yes. That's a that good one. self-compassion. That's a good one. Yes. What is needed in this moment? And it'll be different for everyone, but it could be that you need to step out. It could be that you need to connect with another person that you know is safe or that you feel connected to that yes, understands that's you. A good idea. And maybe even just acknowledge, oh, I'm feeling sad. Okay, Peggy, that's okay that you're feeling sad. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe you're not in a place where you can, you can actually cry right now, or you feel embarrassed, or whatever. And you just say, "Take some deep breaths. We're going to touch the sadness later when I'm mm -hmm. by myself, yes. or when I'm with my friend, or whatever." So self awareness, and this is self compassion too. This is part of emotional intelligence, by the way, that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. It is. So back to where where I've been this weekend. Um, I I do something I call. <laughs> uh, I'll say a prayer about something. I'll have a question. I'll need some light and knowledge, further light and knowledge. And I will do something called flip and land, which is opening the scriptures and figuring out just randomly to some place. And I can actually do it on my phone, too. It's not oh, nice. just with a book. Nice. I figured out how to do it. And so this came up yesterday as I was praying. And really, my prayer yesterday was, what's needed right now? What? Tell me, you know open me into this. And I came to 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. This is Paul speaking. And this is what it reads. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And I had just seen the chosen I don't know if you've seen it in the theaters, but episode three, the first two episodes of season three are in the theaters right now. And there was one scene that was super powerful. And it was basically the same thing that in my infirmities, in my weakness, God is going to show his power. In these moments where you hit these deep, sad, hard places, God is with you in those moments. Call on the light of Christ to be present with you. If you are not aware how the Spirit speaks to you, it's time for you to know. Yes. And to be in those moments. 
and set it up ahead of time with prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, this is my concern. Please surround me with my guardian angels and thy light to help me. So, and then the next one that I want to share with you is in, um, where is it? Hang on a second. Uh, Is in 2 Nephi verse 10. I mean, chapter 10, verse 20, 20. And this is Jacob, and they've left the promised land, right? And there's been a lot of struggle and a lot of hardship. And he says, and now, my beloved brethren, seeing that our merciful God has given us so great knowledge concerning these things, let us remember him and lay aside our sins. So this is where I was talking about sins. Lay aside the belief that you are not good enough, that God doesn't know you, that you're never going to have what you want, whatever that negative belief is, that is not God's, those are not God's words. That is not, that is the truth, yes. That, those are, and, and those are not, you know, so lay aside those negative things and not hang down our heads, for we are not cast off. Nevertheless, we have been driven out of the land of our inheritance and how many how many of us have had these experiences that are not of our own choosing right where our life isn't what we thought it was going to be oh everybody has everybody has and we feel like we've been driven out and it seems so unfair but we've been driven out of the land of our inheritance but we have been led to a better land for the lord has made the sea, our path, and we are upon an isle of the sea, and the sea, an isle of the sea, is a representation of His children gathering of Israel. Right. So, if we can, this is a dismantling that's been happening, right? Our lives, the grieving that we're going through, you know, and maybe the triggers that come up bring up another part of that grieving. It's a loss. There's a loss of. There can be a loss of so much here. And so if we have the frame of reference that we are being, a new land is coming, that the old is being gotten rid of, this is a cycle of the earth, this is a oh, cycle yes. of life, death and life cycle, and this is, this is God. So if we can keep that frame of reference as we move forward into this holiday season, that God is in the details, use gratitude as a tool, everything's working out perfectly, and then bring yourself to that moment. Strengthen yourself. If you are really struggling with this, if this resonates with you, reach out. Get yes. some help. Get some support, whether it be a friend and say, hey, this is really tough for me. This just happened. Somebody that you know is going to be supportive. And, and Or get a life coach or a therapist and and. and Support yourself in this time. Yes. Strengthen yourself. The stronger we are in the storm, the less the storm's gonna affect us. There's a there's a great quote from the musical The Secret Garden, a song that said one of the songs says, It's the storm, not you, that bounds to go away. Child, hold on. And the song's called Hold On. Yes. It's the storm, not you, that's bound to go away. You come back to your center. Come back to your Savior. Come back to the light in these moments and find yourself on solid ground with this perspective that everything is working out perfectly. And if it hasn't worked out yet, it's not the end. It's going to. It's going to. Well, and then think about how you can strengthen yourself 
Peggy said a prayer and got answers through the scriptures. You know, there's ways that we can strengthen ourselves against some of the triggers and some of the negativity that happens, you know, with our lives. None of us put on that big puffy white dress or that tuxedo that day thinking this is where we're going to be. You know, right. I know that we're I gonna, this is I, never I gonna look, last. I didn't look at my husband and think, geez, I hope you commit suicide before you even turn 40. No, yeah. those thoughts were not going through my brain. I had all the hopes and dreams of any new bride or any new groom, you know, and so, you know, figure out ways to strengthen yourself up because yeah. we need it. We need yes. to be strong. We do need to be strong. And as you were talking there, I was like, we need to understand our own emotions. And this may be a time. This grieving or whatever's triggered here may be a time for you to get that out of your body. Get those emotions. Clear those out. So take time to feel your feelings. Just to feel your feelings. You don't have to tell a story around it. Just take time to pound a pillow if you're angry. Take time to cry. Take time to do that and let this move through you and out. This could be an opportunity for you as you move through this, to move to a better place. Yes. And when we allow ourselves to feel our feelings like that, it, it opens up space for what Heavenly Father has in store for us. Yes. Well, and I also, I think when Heavenly Father's trying to move us, let's move with him. Do not butt up against it. Because yeah. a lot of times we do that because it's not our normal or it's not what we're expecting. Right. And it's like, nope, okay, move. Heavenly Father's moving me. Let's move. Right. You know, I, you know, some people are dealing with really intense sicknesses maybe or things like that. And they're like, not one more time. And they push against it. Not one more time or not another moment with this abuse or whatever it is. And, and be listening and go. I love what you said about going with what Heavenly Father's saying. Yes. Going with it rather than pushing up against it and saying, I don't want this. It's okay to say this isn't what I want. That's okay. It's okay to be angry about it. But know that it, like you say, Sharon, it's just a moment. Yes. We are, this is not where we're going to land. We're not yeah. going to stay here. So yeah, pro- allow that to come forward. But know that you want to be on on God's team, you want to be listening, you want to be moving forward and recognizing that he has this all in his hands. Oh, yeah. This is all a part of the plan. It'd be nice to know the plan. As much, I know. <laughs> we do want to know the plan. Oh, my gosh. It's like the puppies, the plan, the plan yes. right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like you said, you want to know. You want to know why you're going through this right now. And you still right. are not sure why you've been through this experience why it, with yes, the puppies. Yes. It's, yeah. It's. It's been an interesting experience. Yeah, it's, but we're, you're, you're learning. You, mm-hmm. me, you and I have had a lot of conversations. We have. Peggy's a good person to talk to. Just <laughs> FYI, she has been she has been my go-to because it really was confusing as to why why is it taking so long for these puppies to sell. You know, I'm like, we just needed to put a Christmas tree in the background of their pictures, I suppose. But no, there will be, I will get answers because that was a very frustrating and confusing time. And it really did. um, I did struggle with my faith a little bit, Yeah. you know, and every time one of the puppies got out of the enclosure, I had to build it high, had to build it higher. And I mean, just all these little tiny struggles with the puppies. It was like, seriously, the puppies are going to give me a nervous breakdown and they're puppies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, but yeah, no, um, you know, eventually we'll know why, because he reveals it all to us yes. eventually, right? Yeah, it's all going to be revealed. We're going to have yeah. clarity. And, you know, speaking of that understanding, I mean, you and I've talked a lot about why this might be happening and, and getting clarity. And I think that clarity really helps to calm down the trauma 
understanding what this experience might be about. Now, you may not get that clarity right away, but it is going to come over time. Keep petitioning the Lord. Keep coming back to God. Keep keeping on that, on his path for you. And, And it will all be revealed. It will be. And I'm, I'm excited to know at this point, faith is restored. Yeah. <laughs> Puppies have sold. But now I'm kind of excited to know what's my big lesson here because it's got to yeah, be a good one. Yeah. It's going to happen. So we hope you have a good holiday season. Yes. And that you can use some of these things to really, to reframe or to prepare or to be in whatever you're in and to find God still in this whole thing. Oh, yeah. And really remember, I said this before in our last episode about the holidays and dating. Christmas is about Christ. It's not a romantic holiday. Keep your focus on Christ. I love that. Thanks for the reminder. Keep your focus on Christ. And if romance comes, that's a bonus, right? Right? (laughs) So thanks, you guys, for listening. Bye-bye. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and subscribe to our channel. Check out our website at datetoyourpotential.com and take our free quiz to see if you are dating to your potential. We want you to know you are not alone. We support you. We are in this with you.